Chaotic Nonsense features adult and potentially triggering themes surrounding true crime, history, the paranormal, and whatever else we want to talk about. Descriptions of violence and curse words are abundant. Please, for the love of Brando Sando, do not let your children listen and heed our trigger warnings located at the beginning of each episode and in the show notes. Keep yourself and your loved ones safe. We love you. is brought to you by cacti they're not paying us we just really like them <laughs> oh man you know what we should do we should hold on we should record like from the minute we call each other and hold on to these random stupid shit that we say and then just like put it at the end of the podcast like if you want to listen to us being <laughs> idiots <laughs> just stick around <laughs> chaotic nonsense <laughs> chaotic nonsense after dark Oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. So, what are we Anyway, no, wait, we, we didn't even introduce today? ourselves, what? idiot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I figure this is what episode 6. People should know who we are by now, but if they no. don't, I'm Della. I'm Scoot. <laughs> this is And this is Nonsense. This episode is just off of the goddamn rails. All right. So, Already. So. Already. Yes. So. Actually, we have to start with the fun fact. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what? I'm listening to you. You know, you're taking. You're I've got, throwing. This is, my, this is my intense listening thing. <laughs> you're throwing my whole, like, my whole routine is out of balance. Do you want me to. Is this better? Do you want me to turn off my no, camera? No, I need to you? see your. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Here, can you you see my reactions now? Fun fact of the day, god damn it, is there is a man who lives outside of Area 51, which honestly doesn't, it's either the greatest idea on the planet or the worst idea on the planet to live right outside Area 51. He had to put up a special alien mailbox so that people would leave his mailbox alone. People kept like stealing his mailbox. They kept like, it was, like stealing the Area Fifty One mailbox. They kept like stealing his mail and like putting letters to aliens in his mailbox. And like he, it's it's his mailbox <laughs> is called the Black Mailbox. And apparently, it's like this big like reinforced thing because people kept fucking it up. <laughs> so he like he like reinforced people are so it. Rude. Like did if y'all if know shit ain't belong to you, leave it alone. Did y'all know that's a federal <laughs> offense? And then. The postmaster caught people. They're insane. Like, they're just waiting. They'll fuck you up. They're just waiting for you to fuck up. But so he had to buy, like, a special mailbox to put out next to his mailbox. Like, here, if you want to leave alien letters, aliens letters, you put them in the special alien mailbox. Which begs the question, who, who picking up that mail? And who reading it? Did did anybody ever receive a letter in response? Is that a thing that's ever happened? Wouldn't that be like a fun like pastime though? Just mailing letters as an alien. God damn, I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best kind of fan mail. Just like, and I would just fuck with them. Did you know? 
did you know, speaking of Area 51, that the uh, the big Facebook Area 51 raid happened this time last year? Oh, that's right. It's been a year already. Pull one out for the Naruto, homie. He did us a service. <laughs> a goddamn... Braver than any U.S. Marine. A goddamn service. Naruto running. <laughs> I, am, I am. For one, I am so proud. What's that meme of the guy? He salutes and then he screams. <laughs> yeah, that's me. They use on Tumblr all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so goddamn proud. All right. So as as Della tried to now, jump, can we talk about who we're talking about? Now, as Della tried to jump the goddamn gun. Uh, we <laughs> this is week three, and we are delving for the first time into some paranormal nonsense. So Della picked this one out. Uh, she actually picked out the next, like, what, four or something? Because we just... Yeah, the next couple of ones. Y'all, I have so much shit. We have so many lists, and I was just like, can you just... <laughs> can you pick out some of this? Can I contribute to the podcast right. for once? Right, Della, can Della contribute? Because <laughs> Scoot has control issues. <laughs> so, Scoot, I just want to say real quick, you don't have to say who's in this photograph above you, but... You know, so there's the one that looks like there's the fireplace going in it. And then above it, there's a sideways one. And it looks, from here, the angle, it looks like GLaDOS coming in from the top left of the frame. Are you talking about this one? Or this one? No. This one. Uh, yeah, that one. That that's, one. That's Firefly on on that motorcycle. Boom. You know, Boom used to have a motorcycle. And yeah, the one that got lost. <laughs> Excuse me, Boom. I know you're listening. I still question this. To <laughs> Sorry, this day. Boom. I didn't mean to throw that shade. Yeah, you just threw him under the bus because I, I ain't forgot that you lost a whole goddamn motorcycle. Anyway, <laughs> yes, that is that's Firefly um, sitting when she was she. Uh, I think she may have been close she to looks a little. year old, but she's sitting on and she was appalled. She did not like that. She ain't like that at all. She liked. Well, she she looks like. From here, she looks like GLaDOS coming in from the top corner going, oh, it's you. <laughs> All right, anyway. Anyway. Back on the I'm sorry. goddamn topic. Um, today, Supernatural. So we are talking about the Warrens. Ed and Lorraine. I am very excited about this one because I learned something new that was completely baffling um, that I didn't even know about. And I, I love paranormal shit i absolutely i love it i love horror movies i love weirdo paranormal shows i used to watch uh fucking uh what is it paranormal state was my favorite paranormal mm -hmm. show shout out to ryan he's a recovering addict he's doing good things he's, he's he's working on himself i'm very proud of him but um she was and lorraine warren was actually in that show too so that was kind of one really? of my yeah that was one of my first like real exposures to her but i love this shit um couple of disclaimers before we I get i saw that movie what was that a amity amityville was that them there there was one so that i saw that was them or the con the conjuring maybe <laughs> <laughs> okay disclaimer like one of one of the four scary movies i've seen this of like the 10 movies i've ever seen disclaimers della doesn't watch a lot of horror I, I don't. watch I watch everything. Me and B, we watch every horror movie that we can get our hands on. 
every one of them. One of my questions for you before we got into this was, have you ever even seen any of the movies? And I, I knew like, instinctively that the answer was going to be no. So <laughs> the Conjuring universe that you're talking about, yes. The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, Annabelle, um, <clears throat> all of those movies. I didn't even know there were multiple ones. Oh, there's multiple Annabelles. There's one called The Nun that was just... <clears throat> <laughs> that was a funny-ass horror movie. Um, there's there's so many in the Conjuring universe. Um, and it was it was all them. It's all based on cases that they've done. Um, okay. And um, let's see. Yeah. And Amityville was one of theirs. So the way that I'm going to break this down is that we're going to go through, like, who they were before all the ghosties. And then we'll go through okay. some of their most famous cases. And then... They have a museum that we're going to talk about, and then we're going to get into the juicy shit that completely caught me off guard. Okay? Okay, I'm excited. Um, alright. So, other disclaimers before we get into this. Um, I know I don't care, and I'm almost 100% positive that Della don't care, but, uh, we don't give a shit if you believe in ghosts or not. I don't care. No, I don't care. I don't care. Me and Della have had- Cool if you do, cool if you do Right, well, me and you have had- experiences together multiple. growing up multiple yeah. together and then once that we yeah. both experienced the same thing at different times so like yeah. <clears throat> i i don't i genuinely i have a whole like series of uh events. portraits of shit that i've seen that i did for college yeah um we don't care if you believe or not like it's it's totally non-consequential it doesn't it doesn't matter to us um however everyone can agree that uh y'all need to stop stop fucking with ouija boards yeah that's it that's that's a disclaimer y'all need to stop it stop it like ouija boards beachy boards and luigi boards <laughs> all of them every one of them god damn it put it away everyone i don't care i don't care if hasbro license it to four-year-olds <laughs> all right so let's actually get into this goddamn episode um okay. <laughs> before the ghosties so, Edward Warren Miney, which his last name wasn't even goddamn Warren. It was his fucking middle name. Edward Warren Miney was born September 7th, 1926. Um, he was effectively a self-taught demonologist, which I feel like demonologist, uh, is that really something you want to be yeah, self-taught? Like you? Well, what do I need to do to add that to my resume? I want to know that as well. Like, do, <laughs> is there, are there courses? Like, do, can we, like, can we take some Can courses? I sign up for a Udemy class on demonology? <laughs> do, do, like, I, I, I just, I have a lot of questions about how to become one Maybe of Maybe there's like an, in, like an Indeed skill survey that you can take. And it'll do like a little Indeed certificate and attach it to your Indeed. Yeah, resume. or like one of those LinkedIn <laughs> things where you take the class on LinkedIn. Yeah. wonder if there's like a Skillshare. Like, how to spot them. You know, like, I would pay Can 10 I bucks. Can I wire the, the, the course info? I would pay 10 bucks to get it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, he was also a devout Roman Catholic, which is mm, y'all crazy. Totally love your sim, <laughs> sim, symbology. Symbolism. Symbolism. I totally love all that shit. And I do cross myself on this podcast a lot. Yeah. And I, I do go with the whole, you know, Hail Mary for Like, I, I get the little pieces of it. But as far as being a full-fledged Roman Catholic, y'all fucking nuts. 
Um, <laughs> Lorraine Rita Warren was born January 31st, 1927, and she claimed that she was a light trance medium. Now, I, when I read that, okay. I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? Uh, apparently, that's the type of medium that, like, goes into trances to speak to okay. whatever is happening. And, like, so she's kind of okay. like, ooh, like, you know, back in her little trance thingy. And she's seeing, like, whatever is out there, speaking to them and communicating or whatever. Uh, apparently, the adjective light means that it's not, like, a heavy, like, she's not going to, like, her eyes aren't going to roll back in her head. And she, like, falls over and she's like... Like, a totally in just a complete trance. She's kind of like, just a little, a little bit. Like, you know, a little sprinkle. So it's, it's kind of like when you're. A sprinkle of a trance. So it's kind of like when you're driving to work and you haven't had your coffee yet and you kind of fall asleep at the red light. Just a little. Just a little bit. But like, <laughs> like you close. It's just a really long blink. That's all it is. <laughs> that was Lord. That was Lord. <laughs> 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 just a little sprinkle of danger just, just to keep you alive um, just some light spirit narcolepsy <laughs> alright so Ed claimed that while he was growing up he lived in a haunted house and he had all of these experiences and nobody believed him and like I mean I can we could kind of uh, a little bit you know we could we could uh, what am I trying to say? Solidify with that. We can. I can understand that. Nobody believing you. You live in yeah. a haunted ass house. Yeah. We. Me and Della get yeah. that a hundred percent. Oh yeah. We got some stories. hundred <laughs> percent. We get that. Um. But that's kind of where like his, you know, his fascination with all the shit came from. Um. Lorraine, Lorraine claimed that she could see auras when she was growing up. But she describes them very strangely. I've never heard anybody describe them this way before. She says that she saw them as balls of light, just like around your like dome, your cranium or whatever. And I, anytime you hear people speak of auras, it's like this like whitewash of usually it's like like coming off your body, like aura. Yeah, it's like in Dragon Ball Z when they're powering up. It's like right. It's like a like a a light wash of like a color or yeah. or a feeling like coming off of your entire yeah, body, the, like kind of like but particles was, around. Them. Right. She was describing it like this. So she was talking about like the Sims plume bob triangle above right. their head. Of, like... It was just like <laughs> showing you like what color. Like if you, it's like a mood ring, like floating around your head. <laughs> All I can think of is like Harry Potter, like the little circles of. Like, light and shit. Like, I've never heard anybody describe it that way. It's very odd. Um, They met when they were teenagers in the 40s. Her and a bunch of her friends went to the theater. And he was an usher. And, of course, shoot your shot, my guy. Uh, And they, like, they went out for, like, Cokes or something afterwards. And he he was said to have joked that uh, he offered to pay. And her friends were, like, getting, like, actual Cokes. And she was like... I'll have a milkshake, which was, like, decidedly more expensive than just, like, a regular yeah. Coke. And he used to tell people that uh, that was when he knew that she was, like, a gold digger. Because <laughs> I want a fucking milkshake. Hey, I am really good at spending other people's money. I am not. I'm really good at I'm it. I'm not. I, I, I hate spending other people. Even now, I, I, I'll ask B when we sit down at a restaurant, I'm like, what you getting? 
And it's not, it's not because, I mean, I want to know what he's getting. Like, I'm genuinely interested. But it's also because I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, all right, what, what's my price point? Like, I can't go over. Yeah. Like, you can't be getting a salad and I'm getting fucking a steak and shrimp dinner. I can't, no. Like, are you getting alcohol? All right, then I can get out. I hate spending other people's money. I'm like, <laughs> Anyway, um, he used to tell people she was a gold digger. Uh, she... She claims after this little impromptu date that they had, you know, at the the malt shop or whatever they had in the fucking Middle Ages, um, she claims that when he was walking away that she had a vision of him as old, an older version of himself and that she just knew that they would be together. And, like, honestly, maybe I read too much fan fiction, but this sounds like some stupid, like, soulmate, like, woo-woo, like... That definitely yeah, sounds like, like a trope that would be in some fan fiction, some soulmate fan. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Don't get me wrong. Some of my favorite type of fan fiction. Give me that soulmate shit. Like, the writing on your arms and shit. Like, give it yep. to me. But this sounds like, yeah. okay, you're seeing balls of light around people's heads and now you've seen him as an old man. Like, okay, all right. No, that's that's just her. That's her her spiritual narcolepsy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> she she went into a little sprinkling of a trance at that moment. A little sprinkling a little of a tr- sprinkling. A little smattering. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> Ed eventually joins the Navy. Um, he serves during World War Two, but while he was serving, one of his ships just kind of mysteriously sunk. I don't think it killed nobody. Well, I think everybody got out and they were okay, but uh, it just kind of sunk with no explanation. World War Two Bermuda Boogaloo? I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying it was ghosts, but... <laughs> Listeners, I'm doing the, the History Channel Aliens guy meme. Aliens. Uh, except, aliens. except it's ghosts. Um, so, ghosts. <laughs> so they... Um, they had a daughter named Judy. I think it's the only child that they ever had. Um, after I've never heard of their kid. I don't like, think she's... I've heard a couple stories of them. I've never heard of their kid. I think she kind of stays out of... I know that her and, like, her husband were, like, running the museum for a little while or something. But I don't think mm-hmm. that they were ever, like, involved in anything else. I don't know if that was just her choice or, like... Like, to me, honestly, it'd be like, you know what, Mom? Mm-hmm. Y'all are... Y'all are goddamn crazy. Don't involve me. I'm not in this narrative. Um, anyway, had a daughter named Judy, um, and they eventually married when he went home for leave at one point. Um, after he got out of the Navy, he went to Perry Art School. Now, apparently, this is like a subsidiary of Harvard, but I couldn't find any fucking information on it. So, like, eh? Like, who knows? Like, if it if that really is, Perry Art School did exist and it was a subsidiary of Harvard. Like, y'all let me know. You know, like, correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I couldn't find shit. Um, he didn't actually graduate. After he left school, uh, they made their money by him painting. Uh, and he would do, like, landscapes and houses and stuff. And they would just sell them, like, on the side of the road. Which I'm guessing, like, in the, like, what, the 50s or whatever, like, is this a normal thing to just, like, sit out on the side of the road? Like, all I can think of is Bob's Burgers. I mean, it's, like, uh, I think, like, farmer's markets and stuff, you know, because there's a bunch of those down here. Yeah, but no, they're just, like, on the side and of there's, the road. there's a dude at the corner that is sitting there with a bunch of, like, Trump 2020 memorabilia that he's selling. Like, that, that's a thing. 
Um, I need to take a picture of, remind me to take a picture of um, the Trump truck that I go by on my way to work every day. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, that's, that, and they would like, they would take road trips, and I guess they just like bundled little Judy, baby Judy up in the car and was like, ah, we're gonna go make some money, just like hauling her around the U.S., painting people's houses. And, well, it was the 50s, I mean. With no car seat. still putting <laughs> asbestos in the, in the, the tile the roof tiles we had lead paint you know like (laughs) that was back when when smoking soothed your your lungs like a sauna (laughs) yeah um eventually ed while he's doing all this painting and shit he becomes obsessed with haunted houses so (laughs) what they would do well i mean if you're traveling what what else are you gonna do but like scooby-doo it yeah fuck it scooby-doo man um he so what they would do is they would they would find instances of haunted houses. I guess they found them like in the newspaper okay. or something, and then they would go sit out. Yeah, you couldn't just Google right? it, right? Where the fuck you find it anyway? Um, then they would go sit out in front of the house on the sidewalk, and he would paint the house. Then they would go up with the painting, and they would knock on the door, and they would be like, "Hey, so we heard your house is haunted. We painted it for you." <laughs> I painted it, and if you if you would you know let me come inside your house and investigate it because I'm a paranormal investigator, you can totally have the painting. So uh, let me stop you right there, uh, Ed. Um, yeah, no, that's creepy. Get the fuck out of my house! Is what I was Get out! I'm calling the cops. <laughs> Like, who the fuck are well, no, you? We don't call the cops around here. I'm taking care of it myself. <laughs> their their website called this a quote unquote friendly gesture. It is not a friendly gesture, Maybe, well, Ed. It is it is goddamn creepy. It is. The fifties were different. People would just open their door to like uninvited strangers. They'd be like, "Oh, I was just popping through the neighborhood." Da 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 da. All hail the queen or whatever. whatever they <laughs> All were hail the about queen in Connecticut, USA. <laughs> The red coats are coming the back. 50s. It was basically the dark ages. <laughs> the red coats are coming. Where's Lafayette? Where's he at? <laughs> Hamilton. All this for a loaf of bread. Hamilton. <laughs> They're back. <laughs> Grab Thomas Paine's bones. <laughs> you know. It's... Anyway. Anyway, so they so they would do this creepy ass shit. Apparently. At this time, Lorraine described herself as a skeptic, despite claiming that she did, in fact, grow up seeing all these auras. So, she said that she was just, like, going along with it, because, like, that's what Ed wanted, or whatever. And it's just like, oh, alright, whatever. Okay. Um, around this time, 1952, they created the NESPR, the New England Society for Psychic Research. Which, listen... First of all, stop using the word psychic if you want anybody to take you seriously. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, this they sound this this organization found sounds like um fallout villains. Right? The Nesper. <laughs> the Nespers man. Yeah. They coming. They come it they coming for you. They gonna take all your bottle caps. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not a lot of information on the beginnings of Nesper, obviously. Uh, probably because they were just apparently bumbling around and showing up at random people's houses. But it is apparently... With paintings of their houses. With paintings of the outside of your fucking house. Uh, it is apparently the the oldest 
uh, of this type of organization in New England, and it is still actively like researching and investigating. They use a combination of medical doctors, researchers, police officers, nurses, college students, and members of the clergy in their investigations. Now, I feel like the longer I read down the list, the more bewildering. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, just college students in general. Yeah, just college students <laughs> in general. Which, like, okay, like, like I said, Paranormal State was one of my favorite shows while it was still running, and that was all based out of Penn State with their little thing that they, like, I get it, you know, you're going to college, and you're getting into all of these, all these weird things, but it was just, it's very strange that, like, apparently these are, like, full-grown adults, so they were using, like, they're still using, like, college students or whatever. Um, anyway... The Warrens claim to have worked on over 10,000 cases, which, goddamn, that's a lot of ghosts. That's a lot. That's a lot of ghosts. Yeah, that's almost as long as Tim Curry's IMDb list. <laughs> um, Ed wrote a bunch of books, and of course they did a bunch of movies. I read a little bit to, of some of his books. I ain't buy them. I didn't purchase them. Um, but uh, right. shout out to, to Google Books. It gives you little excerpts and stuff. Not only does is that helpful for like college students themselves like doing research, but uh, it, it helps my pockets. Uh, his writing, <laughs> his writing, irritates the shit out of me. Like it's, it's like he over explains everything, but then he's also super condescending about it. It's like oh, I hate tug in cheek. Like he's trying to be cheeky and he's trying to be funny, but it's just like it just it just it's falls like flat. explain it to me like I'm five, but it's also on am I the asshole? Yeah, it's like it just kind of falls flat. Just, I just hate it. Um, so, so this is a quote of uh, off of their their website for the Nesper, and it says, "quote Sometimes they only had to show up and talk into empty rooms where angry spirits dwelled, dust off their hands, and leave." Other times, they had to be more hands-on, end quote. Listen, as I was reading this, all I could see is, like, going into, like, a room and just yelling and be like, Get out of here, ghosts! <laughs> yeah, zombie ghosts, leave this place! <laughs> leave here! You don't belong in here! Either that or, you know that, I know, I know you've never watched Bad Girls Club. I love, me and B love bad girls club but there's a i know you've seen the gif and it's like it's this it's this woman and she's in like her pajamas and she's got like she's got like two pots and she's like banging them together oh, i didn't get no sleep because of y'all that's exactly y'all not gonna get no sleep because of me that's all i can think of when i read this is like going into an empty room and be like y'all ghosts gotta get the fuck out of here <laughs> and the ghosts are sitting there like really y'all right in front of my salad <laughs> get a ghost salad these days <laughs> <laughs> with all these vegans eating all of it and shit you know how hard that is <laughs> so apparently they used to train people in the art of demonology um including a man by the name of john zaffis with a z uh he has a sci-fi show called haunted collector that i'm, I'm definitely gonna be checking that out um, and he's also yeah, apparently I'm be watching that. right. He's also apparently their uh, their nephew. So mm, yeah. Okay. Um, now Lorraine claimed that a lot of people's issues that they had with them, as well as their investigations and Nesper and everything, 
um, lied in the fact that they did not believe in God. So all of these critics and all of these uh, the skeptics and the professors and the professional people, they just, they ain't believe in God. So that's why they don't believe anything that they're saying. Um, she also claimed that mm-hmm. the people, basically they just, they needed some Jesus in their lives. It couldn't be because maybe her husband is an asshole? No, they just need some Jesus. Oh, okay. That's all that they needed was just a little a little sprinkling of Jesus. <laughs> just watch some Veggie Tales and maybe you'll calm down, okay? We are the pirates. <laughs> Don't do anything. All right, so famous cases. I I did not write out everything that happened in these cases. I wrote out the most important details because I I just knew in my heart of hearts that you had not watched the fucking movies. However, everybody else on the goddamn planet has, except for yeah. Um. So I'm not I'm not going through each little bump in the night. That's not really what this one specifically is about. Um. So this one's about this one's about the the shit. The shit. Later on, not even later on. Like we we go full tilt. Into the shit. Nice. All right. So, most nice. famous cases. Of course, there's Annabelle, which happened around 1968. Um, the story is that the doll was a gift to a nursing student. Her, mm-hmm. her roommate, and then one of their fiancés. I don't know if it was a roommate's fiance or the nurse's fiance. I don't know. Some there's a fiance involved in there somehow. They begin to notice weird shit happening after she brings uh, Annabelle home. Um, like Annabelle mm-hmm. like moving on her own or like weird unexplained noises like every every trope that you think of with a paranormal experience yeah, you know? yeah. especially with a creepy ass doll involved um they were under the assumption that Annabelle the doll was trying to communicate with them and they were for, didn't they think Annabelle was a little girl well they for right? some reason their immediate thought was hey it's trying to communicate we should totally hold a seance yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's exactly the very first thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. Let's open that door, kick it wide the fuck open. We're not talking about a sprinkling here. We're talking about the whole fucking salt shaker. Just yeah. <laughs> open the door. Gonna... So the medium that held the seance told them that it was inhabited by a spirit of like a little seven-year-old girl whose name was Annabelle. So the next logical thing for these very intelligent people to do was to try to become its friend. Let's invite Annabelle over to our metaphysical plane. We want to have a tea party. (laughs) So, instead of, you know, engaging in the tea party like a normal small child trapped in a doll would, it became malicious. It started, like, scratching people and, like, you know... So... Well, yeah, they gave it a ton of power. (laughs) You literally kicked the door open, my dude. Like, no sympathy. Uh, (laughs) So, Ed and Lorraine ended up show like, they somehow got in contact with them. So, they come up, they look at the stall, and they're like, oh, shit, it's a demon. Which, by the way, this is a running commentary through, will be through this entire episode. Oh, shit, it's a demon. So, they took the doll. And, like, I found a picture of Lorraine holding the doll. Like, you, you've seen the pictures of the doll. It's like, it's a Raggedy Ann doll. Like, it's not that really ugly thing from the movies. It's like a normal ass, like, still creepy because it's a doll with unseeing eyes. But it's just like a normal. 
It's almost exactly like the Raggedy Ann doll that I it had is when I was a kid. It is exactly like that. Um, but their whole thing is, like, it's behind, like, this this glass thing, and, like, you're not supposed to even yeah, touch the glass. Yeah, they've got it in, like, a glass case, don't Yeah, they? and you're not supposed to even touch the glass or anything at all. Well, th- this bitch, the picture I found of her, she's just holding the doll, and she's smiling. Like, just yeah. in her arms. Yeah, she's just like, she's just like, hey, like, what, that's a demon. She's like the dude from Mulan meeting the emperor and shaking yeah, his hand. Yeah, hey! Like. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, um, it's still at the museum, and I can tell you definitively, based off of the internet, which never lies, that it, Annabelle ain't escaped. Yeah, didn't Annabelle quote-unquote escape recently? She didn't. That was a whole, like, TikTok thing that started. Which, by the way, hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. (laughs) But she didn't really escape. Now, the gag is about five years before the Annabelle story hit. So about five years before Mm -hmm. the people supposedly picked up the doll and everything. An episode of Twilight Zone ran. And it was called Living Doll. The doll that was in this episode of Twilight Zone was named Annabelle. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The thought plickens. (laughs) 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 All right, so that's arguably their most famous uh, story right now. Whatever. Um, Next, we're moving on to the Perrin family, which this is where... The Conjuring movie comes from. The original, the first Conjuring movie. Um, So, 1971, Harrisville, Rhode Island. Um, This family, I think they had like six daughters or something. Like, it was a big-ass family. But they bought a uh, farmhouse. This this Mm -hmm. goddamn farmhouse had 14 rooms in it. Which, let me tell you, that's why y'all got ghosts. What are you supposed to put into that, into them 14 rooms? This is why yeah, this right. is why I'm a hoarder. If you if you got tons of shit everywhere, there ain't no room for ghosts. Sorry, we're occupied. <laughs> Where are they gonna stay? <laughs> Where are the ghosts gonna stay? At least charge them, you know, like make a payment. Where rent. are they gonna stay? If I got all this sorry, we're full in this house. We don't got no we're room f- for ghosties. No vacancy. No vacancy. <laughs> <laughs> like what else are you supposed to put in that house if you ain't putting ghosts? How are you supposed to fill that house if it ain't ghosts? <laughs> I don't know, man. So, this house. Said to be haunted by a witch from the 19th century named Bathsheba Sherman. That possibly, maybe, could have owned the house. Nobody knows for sure. Okay. Now, when I read this, I was like, kind of name is Bathsheba? Like, that's a very distinctive name so i looked it up because i i can't stop um myself it's hebrew um and it was the name of king david's wife in the bible her name was bathsheba which i feel like i knew but it was like stuck in the recesses of my pentecostal brain and it just kind of like niggling there um and then it was also the name of the ancient one of the ancient runes teachers at hogwarts okay (laughs) Well, let me just say, let me just say, I don't remember, I I remember some about Harry Potter. But not like me. I remember some about Harry Potter. Not like me. No, not like you. But, like, I just want to state, I enjoy Harry Potter. I enjoy the universe. Uh, J.K. Rowling is a turf and I hate her. Heartily agree. 
wholeheartedly agreed. I'm working on separating the author from I, the, the, the stuff. Oh, I have, I have completely severed her. She is not involved in the Harry Potter universe at all. I don't want her involved at all. Because if she's involved, it just ruins everything for me. I don't want to deal with you. She's probably... Well, she's she's going to get money from it. Anyway, anyway. Anyway. We'll talk about this on something Sorry. else. <laughs> we got... Sorry, viewers. That's a, that's a disclaimer over there. The story goes that an infant died in Bathsheba's care. Uh, when they found the infant, there was a small hole at the base of its skull that could have been from a large sewing needle. And obviously... Ooh. Right? Ouch. Obviously... She did this so that she could sacrifice it to the devil. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason women have children. It wasn't her child. That's the only reason children exist? (laughs) (laughs) Sacrifice them. Let me me roll that one back. Let me roll that one back. (laughs) Roll another d4 to figure out if you can complete the story. (laughs) Um, Critical miss. Anyway supposedly she treated her help badly and she starved and beat the staff on the farm and that's where they made the leap to she sacrificed it to the devil um okay they claimed that when she died she died of a quote bizarre form of paralysis end quote that puzzled and frightened doctors which honestly life goals when i die i want to puzzle and frighten all of the doctors just saying I want a disease named after right? me. Like, I just want something weird. <laughs> and then they said that her... So, like, so like she had a stroke and it paralyzed her. And they were like... Oh, and her face was all like... Uh, you know, like... Bobby. You know, because shit happens when you have strokes, like, with your nerves and shit. So, like, I'm sure she was like, eh. Yeah. And they were just like, ah, she's possessed. And they said that her body, yeah. quote, literally turned to stone, end quote. Which, again, sounds just like something happened in her nervous system. Sounds like a stroke. Yeah, her nervous system just, yeah. like, shot off and, like... Ugh. But then, obviously, that also means that she was a witch. Um, now, Lorraine did not mention the name of Bathsheba until the family told her and Ed the story of the house. And then they told them, it has to be Bathsheba, because one of the kids had a mark like a needle in their skin at one point. Obviously. One of the kids had a mark. Okay. Okay obviously okay. obviously it's Bathsheba which it feels like they did my girl Bathsheba wrong like her whole her whole goddamn I mean, life like can she can she die did they feel peace? that did she did uh what's her name Lorraine see the the aura of Bathsheba's needles floating around <laughs> needles the <house>? <laughs> <laughs> that's why y'all got Instead so many rooms bob, it's, it's a needle that's why y'all got so many rooms <laughs> with needles <laughs> like finding a ghost they're in the floating, stack. They're floating around like the keys in Harry Potter, like the flying keys. It's just like or like the, the kid in Willy Wonka when he gets teleported through the TV. <laughs> He's just up in space. Needles. <laughs> Needles everywhere. Obviously, their next step is to perform a, a seance. Why not? It works so well for Annabelle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Y'all, quit doing seances. Quit fucking with shit that y'all don't know how to close. <laughs> um, During this seance, apparently, the mom became possessed and, like, freaked out the children. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and after this, uh, 
after this seance, they were basically like, yo, y'all got to get the fuck out of my house. Like, they, <laughs> they told I don't want your painting. Go. I don't want you here no more. <laughs> Bathsheba don't like you. <laughs> get out of our house. Uh, apparently, they lived in that house for another 10 years. Which, like... Oh, so we're terrified of being haunted, but we're actually not that terrified. But we're pretty terrified, but, like, not that terrified. Like, I I understand not being able to, like, move out right away, like, financial obligations and things like that. But, uh, my dude, like... Ten years. Your house is And there wasn't, like, an accidental, like, insurance fire or anything like that. No. Like, a quote-unquote accidental fire for the entire house down. I mean, you didn't even call them and say, yo, this house is full of needles. Can y'all help? (laughs) We got needles, we got ghosts, we got creepy paintings made by a guy who seanced us. This, this woman in this trance, she won't leave. Can you help? She's narcoleptic over here. She keeps talking about book deals. Like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> anyway, uh, one of their daughters ended up writing a book uh, about the situation it's called house of darkness house of light i ain't read it i don't really care to um but it's it's there it exists also um i meant to tell you this beforehand but one of the pictures that we're going to put up um on our social media it's (laughs) it's supposedly a picture of one of the daughters getting like flung through the air up off of her bed and just like tossed around like a rag doll but it's (laughs) Like an Annabelle? (laughs) It's the most ridiculous picture. Like, it really, like, there's, there's, like, an older person, and she's, like, standing kind of, like, in the foreground, and you can only see, like, part of, like, the top part of her body, and she's, like, looking, like, she's holding her hands out like this, like, she's, like, oh! And then there's, like, one of the other daughters is in a bed, and she's just, like, oh! And then the other daughter, it really, it real life looks like, you know how you try to get those pictures of you and all your friends jumping? Yeah. That's what it looks like. It looks like she jumped up off the bed, and then she's got, like, some karate kid thing going on. Like, her arms are up, like, in that <laughs> signature style, and, like, her legs are up. Yeah. Like, she's about to just, like, like Cobra Kai, just, like, that's what <laughs> she looks like. And I'm like, I can't, I can't take this shit seriously, man. Like, I, I apologize to them people. Uh, I'm sorry y'all had to go through whatever you went through with your houses full of ne- needles and ghosts and stuff, but, like, that picture really ain't convinced me of nothing. Um, alright, so the Amnityville case, which, do you, you know, okay. like, the spe- like some of the specifics, like, the guy killed his family, or, like... I don't remember much of it. Alright, well, you don't even you. really need to know. All you need to know is that they did, um, they did the, uh, the investigation in that house in 1974. And there's some aspect, like, of course, there's, like, the book, and there's, like, the movie and stuff, and then there's some aspects in the second conjuring that are based off of the Amityville haunting. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1979, lawyer William Weber stated that he, Jay Anson, who was the writer of the original Amityville horror book, and the occupants, quote-unquote, invented the horror story quote, over many bottles of wine, end quote. So, like, mm. take that for what you will. That is what this lawyer is claiming. All right, so that I mean, we have... I, I don't blame the lawyer. Whatever. Uh, now <laughs> we're moving on to the Einfeld... Einfeld? Einfeld something case. Uh, this happened in 1977 over in England. Um, this okay. case, more aspects of this case are also in The Conjuring too. So, these people that lived in this house they claimed that legos and marbles 
flew around the room, and then when you try to pick them up, they were, like, burning. Like, they were, like, burn you. Um, which, I mean, those things are difficult enough to clean up. Like, you don't need to add heat into it. Jesus Christ. Um, clothing that was folded would just, like, leap off of tabletops and fly across the room. Um, they do, had... they have a, do they have a cat? Because <laughs> mine do that. I'll have, like, a whole pile of folded laundry, and then a cat will run through, and all of a sudden my laundry's everywhere. <laughs> Maybe. And then they just, they hit the cat when they came to investigate. They're like, oh, we don't know what's happening. <laughs> just this so goddamn ghost. cat. This goddamn cat under the couch just smirking. Um, and, the, and, and the ghost comes in. Ooh, I'm a ghost. <laughs> no, it's just a cat running with a sheet over the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> little eye holes poked out of it and little ears poking oh, out of the sheet. Ears. The tail is just wishing, like, when he runs past, and you can see just his butt. He's <laughs> got one of those blingy gems on it. Oh, God! <laughs> Alright, so, they also claimed that they heard the sounds of dogs barking, just in empty rooms, which, like, honestly, that wouldn't freak me out. I'd just be like, where the fuck is the dog? Like, bring him to me. Give me the dog. I want the it's dog. It's a cat pretending to be a dog. <laughs> That's why they can't find it. Um, <laughs> of course, normal stuff like your lights flickering and furniture sliding across the room. They claimed that the furniture would like spin or tip over and they wouldn't be anywhere near it. Um, and then they also claimed that coins would just drop out of thin air. Which, like, honestly, my dude, grab some buckets. If like if coins I are mean, just dropping out of the air, like we we about to rack up in this goddamn house. This house is paying. They've us. got the Sims trait, the the lot. The right. penny pixels trait. Yeah, the penny, the, uh, not pixels, pixies. Penny pixies. Pixies, yeah. Either that or somebody. I've always read it as pixels. Somebody's typing in, like, kajing, kajing, or something into the cheat bar. Like, just, yeah. that doesn't sound like a problem to me. I'm, that's all Mm-mm. I'm saying. Um, that's the opposite of a problem. Right. Until taxes get involved. They ain't gotta know my haunted house is paying me. <laughs> My ghosts are paying their rent. I don't gotta claim that on taxes. <laughs> the fuck? Prove it. Prove the ghost paid me. I dare you. Get me into a courtroom. <laughs> um, apparently at one point, the whole fireplace was ripped violently out of the wall. Like, it just, like, like pulled the whole fireplace. Like, the mantle. And... That seems a little powerful for a spirit. That seems like... That sounds more like a shitty foundation. Like, it's just, I don't understand. Um, a ton of investigators came, and they all said that the kids were faking it. That, like, none of this shit happened. Which, like, if an investigator comes, and you're claiming that your fireplace was ripped out of the wall, like, that's a pretty, that's a pretty glaring, like, proof. You know, either you did that yourself, or some ghost really ain't like you that much. So, like, um, but... Not the Warrens. The Warrens came in, and what did they say and it was? And they found that needle aura. They found them demons. Found them demons, man. Ripping up fireplaces and paying you for existing. Um, somebody, Somebody's quoted as saying that they, quote, were exaggerating and even making up incidences, often transforming a haunting into one case of demonic possession, end quote. So he's basically saying, yeah, there may be poltergeists and, like, maybe you got some ghosts. But then the warrants show up and suddenly it's a demon. Mm Mm-hmm. So, 
eventually everything just kind of stopped on its own after like two years in this house it just like quit happening you know whatever. so like do the warrens do anything or do they just show up and go mm, you got demons better pay me about it bye <laughs> well here's the thing the warrens you did not pay them for the investigations they did those for free the way that they got money was it was by selling you the painting of the of your house they did got it <laughs> well <laughs> they would write books about their it's their investigations mm. and they would go on like lecture circuits and stuff mm. and go to like events that's where they got all their money from they didn't get they mm. didn't charge anyone for doing any kind of investigation they would just show up take your story and then sell that shit Mm. Yeah, that's what they did. Um, and I think... I think for some of these, they would come in and they would try to, like, you know, like, exercise the demon or, like, just pray into an empty room real loud or whatever. Mm. But I don't think it really... I don't think it really did much when they did that. I mean, if we're talking well, about I mean, demons... That one, that one house was haunted for another ten years. Right? And they just... They just continue to live there. Anyway, the next instance is the Snedeker house, which this is uh, the basis for the movie and the book The Haunting in Connecticut. Um, I think I saw that one, too, but I don't I, remember it. I think you did. I, I know that I saw it. it. It came out during high school, and I remember that. I don't know who I was with. I don't know if it was me and Boom or somebody, but we went to the, the drive-in and saw it. I 100% remember seeing it. Maybe. I, I Like I said, I don't remember who I was with, but I 100%. Cause it, anyway. Because it came out after I got my car. And I we went to the... Me and somebody else went to the drive-in. I just... I, I remember that. Um, their home that they lived in, apparently it was a funeral home at one point. It was also a duplex. Oh, well, there's your problem. <laughs> Found it. Money, please. I solved <laughs> right. it. Um... So the family moved in around 1986, and when they moved in, they found a ton of weird, like, mortuary shit that's just been left in the basement, which, like, honestly, I'm a weirdo. So if I found just, like, free mortuary shit, like, in my house, I'd be, like, displaying it. Like, those those big-ass, like, enema, like, you know, like, syringe things and shit. I'd be like, this is cool as shit, like, putting it up on the mantle. Like, it wouldn't freak me out at all, but I'm also, I'm also a goddamn weirdo, so... It is what it is. You like what you like, I guess. I'm sorry, I just... Did you just say you're gonna frame an enema syringe? <laughs> I said put it on my mantle. It's a it's a talking point. It's a centerpiece. I would sanitize it first. I would sanitize <laughs> it first. Listen, B, I'm sorry. I know you won't actually let me do that to our house, but if I have an office, it's it's gonna have weird shit in it. Um, I don't have. It's gonna it. have enema syringes in it. <laughs> you don't have to come in there. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> according to this family, they experienced sexual attacks, apparitions, abrupt, violent personality changes, uh, specifically in their oldest son, who was undergoing treatments for Hodgkin's disease. So, like. <laughs> he had cancer. Yeah. Um, and they experienced, like, these violent changes in him. Uh, which, I mean... I'm sorry, you said sexual attacks? 
Yeah, they claimed that they so were... So, like... The mom and dad both claimed that they were... Uh, that they were raped by these ghosts. Um... The, I don't understand how that happens. Uh, the dad said that he was forcibly sodomized by a ghost. By a ghost. Mm-hmm. Now, I know it happens to real people in real life, and I always believe the survivor. But a ghost. But these are ghosts. (laughs) Of all the haunted houses in the world, of all the ghosts in the world, you got the sexual deviant. I don't mean to laugh. That's not... Alright, it's funny. I'm... I'm not apologizing. I'm just speechless. Like, Dan Aykroyd would love this guy. Right? (laughs) It's Crystal Head Vodka. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Anyway. um, I'm sorry. (laughs) The Warrens came in, right? Check out the house. What did the Warrens say, Della? Defo demons. (laughs) Now, the issue comes from the son. The son was an addict, and he also suffered from schizophrenia, which people who deal with hardcore mental illnesses such as schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, we are a lot more prone to becoming addicts. I just want to put that Mm -hmm. out there. I know that from first-hand experience, I have an addictive personality. Luckily, I'm also willful and stubborn as shit, so I've never been a full-blown addict. But it is definitely something that can happen, especially back in the 80s. You cannot tell me that they had the proper care and the proper medication for a mental disorder such as schizophrenia at that point. And that's when he admitted to doing some of that shit. He say he ain't he ain't raped nobody, which honestly, I 100% believe that he did not. But he claimed that he he did some of the shit that they're talking about. Um, now I told you this was like a duplex, right? So they right. had an upstairs neighbor, and this upstairs neighbor is just he's living his life. He don't see nothing. He don't hear nothing. No hauntings for him. No hauntings. His for house him. must be full. <laughs> he's already got his own ghost. Either that or he's got one too many end tables and there ain't nowhere for them to stand. Nowhere for them to stand. There's no standing room for ghosts here. <laughs> he, he done been to Ikea and back. I need someone to make me that, to make me either, either like a road sign or like a cross stitch that just says no standing room for ghosts. <laughs> Put that shit on my wall. No standing room for ghosts. Um. So... Ed and Lorraine hired a writer to help them write the story of this mm-hmm. um, haunting. Um, but the writer says that the family and Ed and Lorraine gave him inconsistent stories. But then he was told to ignore the inconsistencies and just write a good story. Supposedly, Ed t- said to him, and I quote, Oh, they're crazy. You've got some of the story. Just use what works and make the rest up. Just make it up and make it scary. End quote. Ed... Ed. Bruh. Bruh. My dude. Homie. 
what are you doing? You can't mm-hmm. just say things like that to people. Like, you, you, you really not a good con man, huh? Mm-mm. You really don't be, you're not slick like that, are you? Um, <laughs> Jesus. Mm. All right, so the Smurl family. This happened around 1974. Now, when I... Everything that I read of this, they described this house as a quote-unquote double block home. I was like, what the fuck is that? It's a duplex. Okay. I don't don't understand why you're calling it a double block home. What does that even mean? Anyway, so they lived in this duplex. Well, like blocks, like, you know, like, like, like cell blocks, you know, like this area is a block. Like city blocks? So there's two of them. Kinda. Like. That don't make any sense. It, it, it does, but I just can't describe it to you right now. Whatever, it's stupid. It's a goddamn duplex. <laughs> um, they witnessed loud noises, bad odors. They claimed that something threw their dog into the wall, which, like, come on, don't, don't fuck with the dog. How, how big is the dog? Because if it's the... like a chihuahua, they do that anyway. <laughs> they just do it on their own. <laughs> they just do it on their own. <laughs> it's just I've seen it. A little. <laughs> Fly into the wall. Um, I didn't mean to use the word spaz. It's actually not a good word to use. I, I'm, I apologize. Um, anyway, uh, they claimed that something shook their mattresses, uh, pushed one of their daughters down a flight of stairs, which I, I can Again, relate to. We, yeah, you got pushed down my stairs. I did, and you were right behind and me. And I had a dog that threw itself at the walls. <laughs> is, it, mm, is it? I guess I had demons. Call Lorraine. <laughs> uh, she'll tell you. One eight hundred demons in this bitch. And again, it says that they uh, physically and sexually assaulted family members on se- several occasions. I don't understand what it is with all these people. They be finding these sexual deviant ghosts. Yeah, where, where's my sexual ghost? Why don't I have a sexual ghost? Do you want a sexual ghost? If everybody else has one, <laughs> yes. Just buy another dildo. <laughs> I don't, I'm ace, so it doesn't matter to me. But if everybody has one, I want one. You do until you don't. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) So, apparently the Warrens tried to get this spirit to leave by playing religious music and praying. (laughs) And honestly, if that's, that is one way to get me to clear out a fucking room. Yeah, I mean, the minute you start singing Kumbaya, I'm gone. Bye! (laughs) Um, so, they brought in a bunch of priests to try to exercise this demon house, and, um, (laughs) they said that the demons managed to outrun them by moving in between the two houses. So, like, oh, now I'm over here. Oh, now I'm over here. It's like a Scooby-Doo montage. Like, I'm in a different part. You can't get me, like, na 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 like. So, why, why didn't they... Uh, there's two solutions. Salt the demon into the room. Or How supernatural your circle you. to include to include both sides of the duplex. I gotta tell you, man. My heart right now. That is so supernatural of you. I'm loving it. It's a real thing. I'm loving it. So supernatural it's, of you. Just salt and it's burn real, it. Salt and burn the goddamn a, demon. <laughs> Call Sam and Dean and Cassiel. Get them here. I haven't watched your show. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> no, that's not a that's you watch the window. And let me finish. Let me finish. I haven't watched your shows in like six years. Okay. And we were not sober when we watched it. No, I felt the flames <laughs> from that episode. I was like the girl from Clue. I was like flames, <laughs> flames on the side of my face. I'm pretty sure we also watched the loading screen for like a full ten minutes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Boom was playing League of Legends in the next room. Like, what are you guys doing? And you're sitting there with a <laughs> mouthful of clementine oranges. Like, whoa! He's like, you know, and I'm over here like, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, so Professor Paul Kurtz of the State University of New York at Buffalo um, was the then chairman of the committee for the scientific investigation of claims of the paranormal. And ain't that a okay. goddamn mouthful. Um, he Can said, I put that on my indeed resume? <laughs> he said that the, um, that the Warrens weren't objective, independent, or impartial. And that he categorized the Swirls' claims as, quote, a hoax, a charade, a ghost story, end quote. Yeah, it's a ghost story. That's why the Warrens That's are the there. Point. Why would That's they be there if there were no ghosts? They're trying to do the world a service. Fucking Paul. 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 Um... <laughs> A priest ended up staying a couple nights with the family, but um, he didn't witness anything happening. Right. Out of the ordinary. Um, They eventually did ask the Warrens to leave. They were like, we're tired of this. Y'all keep praying real loud, and there's all this fucking Jesus is my savior music happening in my house. I can't sleep. Like, y'all need to go. There's only so many times I can listen to He Lifts Me Up. (laughs) Right. Y'all gotta go. Um, Despite the smurls telling people that they were sick of all the media attention surrounding this um the warrens wrote a book about it and now of course there's a movie so eh, whatever no, you know. now, seems to be the case when you involve them <laughs> the next three are my absolute favorites um and they are the most absolutely okay. insane the first one is union cemetery now ed claims uh, Ed went and visited Union Cemetery on many occasions. He would go out there and, like, ghost hunt. You know, like we used to do back home yeah. at night. Like, cool. Like, it's a fun little yeah. little hobby. You know, it's a little fun in the cemetery. Um, he said that he captured, quote-unquote, the essence of a white lady ghost on camera. Um, do you know what a white lady is? We had one in our in my backyard, remember? That's true. Um, but do you know, like, the lore behind the white lady? Not exactly. I just know to stay the fuck away from them. Yeah, you stay away from them. So the lore behind them basically says that, um, they, they were women who were smited in some way by their husbands, whether it was cheating or abuse or something. They go crazy and they murder their children and then they commit suicide. Because they realize that they've murdered their children. So their whole thing is to lure um, men in relationships, like, to come in like, you know, hey, you want to... To definitely go into the haunted woods behind my house. Yes. And then they end up 
murdering them. So that that's the legend of a white lady ghost. And they're usually depicted in, like, a white wedding dress or some other white dress. Um, yeah. So Ed claims to have captured what he called the essence of a white lady. Um, I don't know what that means. I think I found the picture that he's talking about. And honestly, it just looks like <laughs> fog. And like Essence of white lady, though? Oh, I mean, no. That's just... She smells like a Kmart. Yeah, That's she smells, smells like a Kmart. Like... She's got the Karen hair. She wears Crocs. the the she not the like Crocs. Crocs. No, she wears the boots, like the like the rider boots, the knee high cognac colored boots, oh, God. the skinny jeans, and then she's dressed like Han Solo, but like not really, but like <laughs> actually. <laughs> um, personally, I think that's whatever... essence of white woman. <laughs> Personally, I think that whatever he captured was either just fog or it was just Judy in a sheet, like, running real fast past the camera. That's just my <laughs> personal take on it. Um, <laughs> now, let's talk about the goddamn werewolf. I love werewolves. Werewolves are my favorite supernatural. <laughs> let's talk about the Warrens werewolf. 1989, London, England. A man... Oh my god, American werewolf in London? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently this man would quote-unquote turn into a werewolf and attack people. But he ain't... He didn't turn into a werewolf like like Derek Hale. I know you don't know who that is, but like he didn't turn into a werewolf. Like he didn't turn into him and like actually like turn into like, you know, Jacob or whatever. Whatever werewolf you know of. Like, you know, an actual wolf or like all fuzzy face and like claws and stuff. He just he just acted like a werewolf. (laughs) So like on all levels except physical, he is a wolf. (laughs) He is a werewolf. Does he bark at the ocean and everything? He barks he was barking at people and growling at people. He I have a picture of it that I'm gonna use too. And he like he forms his Is he just he forms his just a furry. He forms his hands in the claws. He like scratches at people. Oh my god. He just needs to go to Furcon. He they just he described it as like going into like a dissociative state. And like he's like going into a trizzle, just a little bit of a trance where he like just a smattering, a, a smidgen of a little bit of a dissociation with some trance on top, and he just like what do we call it? Spiritual narcolepsy. Spiritual narcolepsy. Except he's a goddamn werewolf. So um, the Warrens went and they met with him, and they're like, you know what? We can help you. And what did they tell him was inside of him? You got demons in your blood. Better do cocaine about it. <laughs> so We're going to make a book off this. What did they do? They brought him back to the U.S. so that they could perform an exorcism. Now, apparently, he's he's totally fine. He's, he's a totally normal human being. He's no longer a werewolf. The werewolf demon was kicked out of him by the Warrens. And then they 100% wrote a book. And it has some of the ugliest goddamn cover art. I've ever seen in my life. It's like neon green. <laughs> that's all you gotta say. It's bad. Um, but that that's the story of the goddamn werewolf. Uh, then we have wow. then we have David David's demon. So apparently, a boy named David was possessed. Oh, let me guess. This one's got demons. <laughs> boy named David. He was possessed. So the Warrens and the Catholic Church are called to help him out. 
So they start performing okay. a um, an exorcism on him. I think they performed like a couple of them. Um, now, David's sister's boyfriend. You got that? Okay. David's sister's boyfriend. His name is Arnie Johnson. Okay. He was helping, and he told the demon to basically take him instead. Which, okay, on a list of shit that you should never do. Okay. Don't ever fucking do that. Don't ever come at a ghost no. or a demon like that. Just don't. Don't fucking do it. No. You're an idiot. Um, six months later, he stabbed his landlord, and he blamed the demon. I mean, honestly, same, though, but... <laughs> and then he blamed the demon. He said, I was possessed. So, uh, obviously, that didn't really work out too well for him, and the church claimed that they weren't involved at all, but the Warrens were like, yeah, you were. We were there, too friends they were like can you cool it with the best maybe <laughs> right like we were we were best friends Lorraine is quoted as the saying about this case quote will we have a book written about this yes we will will we lecture about it yes we will then she was asked are you talking to movies producers and writers she said no we're not our agents at William Morris agency are Hey, hey, Lorraine, get that oh money. <laughs> At least I she's mean, honest. That goddamn gold digger, man. Ed was right. Yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a blamer. I mean, if, if I could get money by telling people they got demons in them, I would do right? it. Pay me $800 and I'll tell you whether you got a demon in you or not. <laughs> By my silence, permanently. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lorraine claimed that after this uh, incident that some demons actually came home with them and then they made their pets walk backwards. Which, honestly, mm. that's some dope-ass shit. <laughs> I mean, my cats walk backwards when they walk themselves into a corner. <laughs> right? Like if they're walking against the against the windowsill where my table's okay. at, they have to walk backwards okay, all the time. But if I come home and all my pets are walking backwards all the time, we're getting you're we're think, calling Juke and Media. You're gonna think you're in an M not Shamalon We're, we're movie. calling no, we're calling Juke and Media. Get us on Ellen. Like we're about to <laughs> we're about to cash out on these weirdo walking animals. <laughs> I no shame. That is a hundred percent what I would do. All right. So that's their most notorious, most famous cases. Now, the museum. Right now, the museum is closed due to zoning regulations because it is inside of their okay. house. The museum is right. filled with what, uh, like, all of their, you know, random shit that they picked up. Maybe that's where Thomas Paine's... That's Payne's, why no ghosts have come back with Maybe them. that's where Thomas Paine's bones are. Ooh, maybe. You, I mean, has anybody actually looked? I'm just saying. Um, I'm sure people have been to the museum. Right, but anybody but... going there actually looking for Thomas Paine's bones? Because I'm about to send an email. We're about to go look. <laughs> um, it used to be $13 to get in. But obviously it's it's closed right now. Um, someone described the, <laughs> described the museum as, quote, full of off-the-shelf, off-the-shelf Halloween junk dolls and toys, books you could buy at any bookstore, end quote. Sounds like they're filling up their house to keep all them ghosts out. 
I mean, I saw it when um, Shane and Ryan went through. Yeah. And it it looked pretty cheap. <laughs> it didn't look like no $13 experience unless there's like free It didn't even look like involved. an experience at all. It just looks like a room in a house no. full of junk that I can't even touch. You're telling yeah. me I can't even touch nothing? I'm a tactile person. You want to pick it up and look at it. I want the ghosts to come home. I want these sexual ghosts to come home with <laughs> Filling me. Filling your house with sexual ghosts. And Dan Aykroyd, Crystal God Red Vodka. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> apparently they would have a priest come and bless it regularly, which worked to keep everything contained. Which Lorraine said it was like an electric fence or like a dog, like keeping everything out. My question is, if you're having this okay. priest come and you're like paying him to come and, you know, you know, seance and fucking keep this room safe or whatever. Why don't you just get rid of all the demons and the stuff? What? Just burn or it. salt and burn it. Like Sam and Dean. Just salt and burn. Yeah. And then, and then it's done. That's if supernatural taught me anything, it's that how that's how you deal with supernatural phenomenon. You find the bones and I you mean, salt and burn. I mean, she's got enough money, so she doesn't need this museum. I'm not right? charging thirteen dollars for it. Are you kidding me? So she's either telling me that none of this shit is haunted. She's made it all up, or this shit is hella haunted, and she doesn't care if it gets back out there in the world as long as she can make thirteen dollars per admission. happened my head um so the list of some of the items is of course annabelle's in there um there's a wedding dress that's featured in annabelle comes home um, which is one of the annabelle movies um there is a white dress in the actual museum but nobody's sure if it's an actual wedding dress there's something called the pearls of death which apparently a woman put them on and they just like started like choking her and people had to like yank them off of her like honestly that just sounds like some really aggressive foreplay it was too small or it was, it was yeah. too small. <laughs> um so i mean there's a there's a mirror that's called the conjuring mirror it doesn't have anything to do with the conjuring movies but it's called the conjuring mirror apparently some dude tried to summon a bunch of stuff in it he like put like a red light bulb Blame yeah, he like put like a red light bulb behind it, and then he was like sitting in front of it, and he was like, "Come talk to me," which sounds like you're goddamn insane. Um, and maybe he was, cause he was sent to a mental institution, and then the Warrens took the mirror from wherever he was living at. There is also that sounds like theft, right? You just stole this man's <laughs> demon mirror. How dare you? And you're charging people thirteen dollars to see how it. Dare you, sir? Um. <laughs> So there is an there's an organ that's in I think it's in Annabelle Comes Home or one of the movies. Um, but there's an organ in it, and there was there is actually an organ in the museum. It was supposedly Ed's, and he got it from a haunted house that had burned down. Um, when they first brought it home, they claimed that it would play just randomly, um, like in the middle of the night and stuff, and then it just kind of tapered off. Like it wasn't really bothering anybody. I mean, my Alexa used to do that when I had one, but she wasn't possessed by demons. It was just you know. Are you sure? You need me, give me eight hundred dollars and I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll give you all the rights to the book deal in the movie. My my face was dead ass just then. <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you! I don't have it anymore. <laughs> jokes on you! You don't have jokes on me! You don't have eight hundred dollars. Yeah, that's true too. Spin it on that fucking computer. Um. <laughs> yup. All right. 
Are you ready for the good shit? The good, yes, good shit. I am so ready. So, this girl. I have derailed us long enough. This girl by the name of Judith Penny. She claims that she met Ed when she was 15 and he was somewhere in his 30s. And she began Ooh. she began a relationship with Ed. When she was Oh shit. Yeah, when she was 18, she moved in with both Ed and Lorraine, and she would help take care of their daughter while they were away giving lectures or you know painting random people's houses. Uh-huh. Yeah, she said that Ed would take turns in where he slept. Like, one night he would sleep in Lorraine's bedroom, one night he would sleep in her bedroom. Okay. Apparently, Lorraine knew about this arrangement, and she... Well, I would hope if he's spending every other night in this girl's bed, and she lives there. <laughs> and she's taking care of their kid. She also claims that she witnessed a lot of abuse between Ed and Lorraine, that Ed would slap Lorraine, and sometimes mm-hmm. it would sound like World War Three in the house. Mm. Yeah. No bueno. Jesus. Mm-mm. Jesus does not support that. Judith claims that at one point she got pregnant by Ed. Uh-oh. And Lorraine made her get an abortion, which, not very Catholic of you, Lorraine. I'm just saying... I don't think the Pope supports that. You know. No. I don't think so. so. Judith, in a, she lived with him for a while. Uh, I think she ended up getting married and, and moving away. But through the whole time that she was living with him and from the time that she was 15, she claims that she maintained this relationship with Ed with essentially Lorraine's blessing. Apparently, I am completely oblivious, which is news to actually absolutely nobody who knows me in real life. Um, But Judith tried to get a lot of their movies either, like, derailed or getting some type of compensation out of them. Um, There's been a whole bunch of lawsuits flying back and forth between the Warrens and the production companies and Judith and various agencies because of all of these mm-hmm. things that she has claimed I I don't know if this really happened but I there's just a lot of details in there that um, leads me to believe it could have been a possibility and that's yeah. all I'm going to stay on the, manor, on the matter so Ed died August 23rd 2006 he was mm-hmm. 79 years old Lorraine lived a little longer. She died April 18th of last year, 2019. Um, and she was 92 years old. I remember hearing about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she lived for a long time. They left a legacy. They wrote a bunch of really bad books. Uh, the movies are really good and hilarious, and I love watching them, and I will never stop watching them every time. And it's like Fast and Furious. Another one comes out, and I just I, I gotta watch it. <laughs> I gotta. It's 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 a compulsion. I can't help it. But that is the story of Ed and Lorraine Warren and their demons. This this just crazy to me. This, which which part of it is crazy? Just all of it. Just every bit of it. Like imagine. Okay, imagine being their daughter and being like in elementary school or whatever. Like on show and tell day, and you bring Annabelle. In, and your teacher's like, oh, is that your raggedy Ann? And you're like, yeah, she's a demon and she murdered six people. Like, 
Um, I think it. I think I read at one point. I didn't write it down in my notes, but I'm pretty sure I read at one point that um, uh, their daughter asked Ed because you know they used to do like we didn't do this when I was in school, but they used to do um, where they would be like, oh, like what do your parents do? Like, and you would tell the class, like, what your parents did. I don't think we ever or did Or you that. would, like, bring your parent in or something like that yeah. and talk. I don't think we ever... And I remember that from, like, early elementary, but... Like, kindergarten that, really. or something. Yeah. But yeah. they, uh, I guess, little Judy Warren, uh, she asked Ed, she was like, what do I, what do I tell these people that you do? Like, I can't... Oh, I can't tell them that you, you know, you... You, you go around and search out demons. Yeah, I can't tell them you're a ghostbuster. Yeah. But da, 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 da. Like, you can't, I can't do that. So he told her to just tell them that he was a landscape artist. So I feel like Not that like sums up. Not like a painter? Like, can you... S- <laughs> no, specifically well, yeah, landscapes. Specifically landscapes, he told her. Um, I feel like that pretty much sums up probably her entire childhood. Of her being like, yeah. uh, mom and dad, what do I tell people? I want a wacky monster of the week, like Archie Comics Sabrina style show or comic of the child of two paranormal investigators. Kind of like Danny Phantom, but like slice of life. Like just telling Judy's life, but it's like wacky, you know, like. <laughs> like it's got an edge of like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. To it. Of like, and but it's like, like she's going it's like on live like, action or something. She's going on like her own little like ghost hunting adventures. Yeah, with like her with like her friends or something. Or her just being. But like, she's also trying to be normal and be like the popular kid at school. You know, it's like some kind of weird, bizarro Kim Possible. Yeah. Situation like if Kim Possible and Danny Phantom. If they like had a baby. Yeah, and that, and that child baby's name had was Judy, and that baby, and the and. That child had to like pretend to be a normal ass child. Yeah, I feel you. I f- I like that actually. I like anything involving Danny Phantom and Kim Possible though, so I can't really. All right. Any other questions, thoughts, concerns? Uh, not on this one. No one. Right. I think I'm good. All right. Cool. So. All right. Next week is week one again, which is true crime, and we were talking about. I don't know how to say this girl's name. Her name is Annie, Annie Bjorgensen. Bjorgensen? Bjorgensen? I think so. Yeah, Annie... the, the BJ is a Bja. I know that much, Bjor- but then there's a Bjorgensen, I think is her name. Bjorgensen? I think it's B- Bjorgensen. Annie Bjorgensen. Bjorgensen. Yeah. I'm go- I'll look it up before. So, okay, leave me alone, B. So, okay, leave so, me alone, B, about my freaking pronunciations, okay? Let me jump in. Let me jump in. Let me jump in. This was not actually one that you picked. No, This it wasn't. was one back when we were archetyping this podcast of one that I was actually going to do. So yeah. I know a little bit about her, but not a lot. Gotcha. Like, I, I know a little bit about her. Yeah, like, and the next... What is it's it? a wild ride. I read a little bit about it today, and I was like, oh, my God. Um, the next four episodes are uh, ones that Della picked out. Um, so I picked out the last ones up until now, and then she's picking out the next four. Because, uh, like she said, I, I have control issues. And I asked her to please, <laughs> please pick out some more. Um... And so that is next week. Uh, there's something else I want to say. Oh, disclaimer at the end of the podcast. B kept correcting me. Remember, I, I sent you a text and I was like, the one criticism he had of last week 
was that it is Cambridge, not Cambridge, apparently, <laughs> Maryland. There isn't an E in there. It's C-A-M bridge. Okay, I'm going to say it however I want to say it. And then he was like, he goes, have you ever seen the movie um, Like Mike? And I was like, yeah, when I was like eight years old or something. He was like, yeah. well, the main it was character. Double, it was a double shot with uh, Space Jam. Yeah, the main character's name, his name was Cambridge, and it's spelled the exact same way. How am I supposed to know that? How? Please. So again, I will reiterate, I am going to fuck up words. I can barely speak English good. So please shut up and leave me alone about it. All right, that's it. That's, uh, that's, oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. One last disclaimer. Um, Good Charlotte has officially been around for 20 years. Really? Yep. Wow. God, good, oh, God. I know. Uh, okay, okay, so I have my, my medical marijuana card, right? Yes. And I was going to pick some up the other day. And I walk in, and they've got, like, a Bluetooth speaker playing. So it's this bougie, like, renovated bank. And they've got, like, a crystal chandelier, and everything's painted, like, a nice atmospheric, like, uh, what's her name? Joanna Gaines Gray. In, mm-hmm. in, you know, so it's kind of mm-hmm. trendy. And there's, like, a moss wall that says, like, be free or whatever with the <laughs> moss. Yeah. Total white and, people shit. Yeah, no, it's super white people. It's is super white people but freaking i walk in and you know what's playing what the anthem by good charlotte mm. a <laughs> goddamn bop oh yep. oh my god and then i took my headphones off today and i hear my husband he's got a little he's got a speaker from ikea over on his side of the desk and do you know what he's listening to what i see him rocking out i take my headphones off and he's listening to goddamn helena by my another classic a classic bop that is that is classic 2006 scoot and della just i mean that mm. was mm. it's still it's good on my Charlotte's album music al- i'm not gonna lie good it's Charlotte's downloaded album, on my album music their their discography and my chem's discography and the used those were like the big three for us and we would like just listen to them on repeat just just a constant it's like it it never stops. And then we would have, like, random, like, Senses Fail and, like, other yeah, ran- AFI. Yeah, like, some other, like, one-hit wonders and stuff in there. Yeah, other random. AFI those three. And, um, those yo, three. Yo, Alkaline Trio is still a bop. I still listen to Mercy Me to this day. Alkaline Trio, yeah. That's a that's another goddamn classic. Anyway, let's get... Anyway, I'm sorry. We, I'm sorry. We're just telling how, not only how old we are, but, like... How goddamn emo we still are to this day. And you know what? I embrace it. It's fine. All right. Sign off today. Um, there's always another secret. Scooby Doo ending. All right. And we're done. <laughs> Thank you.